Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for being part of the Cool Things community. Uh, recently, I've gotten some uh, new emails and some new uh, reach outs on Twitter from people who say they really like the show. When I was at South by Southwest, I ran into a guy named Mark Nathan, who's kind of known around the tech communities of Houston and Austin. God, I've probably known Mark for 12 years. It turns out I used to work with his cousin, who is also named Mark Nathan, uh, like 30 years ago. But uh, I ran into Mark and he told me, he pulled me aside and he said, you know what? I've been listening to your podcast and it's really good. He goes, it was always good, but it's really getting good. And that sort of made my day. So I love it when people sort of reach out and tell me what it is they like about the show. And we've been getting, you know, more reviews on iTunes. And I always like to sort of, you know, acknowledge when people leave a review on iTunes. One of the more recent ones was from... LCD in 2012, and he or she says, love the show and the insights into entrepreneurship from a diverse group of people. And that's what I've been trying to do for two and a half years, almost 250 shows, which is well over 200 interviews. There have been, I don't know, maybe 20 or 25 that are just me talking, but most of the time I'm interviewing cool people here on the show, and I try to get a very diverse group from different industries, from big companies, from small companies, solopreneurs, speakers, authors, comedians, everybody out there who's doing something where they're sort of carving their own path in the world, and they're doing it in a cool way because long before I started doing this, I admired people who were able to do that. And I started the show for people like me who kind of have that dream that I want to go do my own thing, but there's not always a roadmap. I mean, there was nobody who came and said, hey, Tom, you want to be a professional speaker? Here's A, B, C, and D. And if you do these four steps, you'll be booked solid. And so I had to figure it out myself. And so I started this show for people like me who have a dream, who want to go pursue something, and we get really good advice from the people who come on and share on cool things entrepreneurs do. And today is no different. Today we have Megan Peterson. Now, she worked in the addiction field for over 15 years as a counselor and a pharmaceutical rep, but she knew there could be a better way that patients could get help, so she took action and started Second Chance, Second Chance Counseling Service. And she believed that she believes patients deserve a second, third, or tenth chance. As long as they're willing to put in the work, she was willing to be there to help. She provides an easy solution that is just as cost-effective as current counseling solution and provides more flexibility, easy use, and offers more choices for patients. And she really, really believes that telemedicine platforms fit with the future of treatment and that telemedicine platforms are here to stay. Megan is the executive director at Second Chance Counseling Services. Hey, Megan Peterson, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. And your uh, podcast is definitely a cool thing, I have to tell you. <laughs> I've been enjoying uh, listening to your podcast as well. So, oh. And thanks for doing this for all of us. Well, I like it when guests have actually listened to shows. I kind of find it funny, like at the end, sometimes we'll, we'll say goodbye and we'll send people off and the guest will be like, wow, that was a great interview. I should have listened to one of these before I did it. It's like, really? I've never gone onto a podcast without at least listening to like half an episode. Come on. <laughs> so thank you. Well, I think it's, I think it's also you like to hear, it's kind of like you, sometimes you like to see the face to the name before you see them or introduce, you kind of like to hear 
the person before you talk to them the first time. It yeah, kind of helps out a little bit. That's right. And, and you know, you get to you get to sort of put that that name with the face or the voice with the face and you kind of know who you're talking to. It's like an old friend is interviewing you. Absolutely. So, Megan, tell us about your business. I kind of read your bio, but, you know, I think bios are silly. Why don't you talk about, about what is your company and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do so. Um, I started Second Chance Counseling Service because I knew that there was a significant need for a different way of treating patients within addiction therapy. We we have we do have an epidemic on our hands in this country right now. We have a lot of patients that need treatment, and we are finally getting to that point where telemedicine is definitely being incorporated more within uh, facilities and platforms and within the therapeutic space. But we're definitely not as close as what we need to be. So, I uh, I actually. I decided due to some lifestyle changes that uh, I was going to engage myself in telemedicine. I had some patients on my own that I was uh, counseling. And at that point, I decided, you know what, we need to do this nationally. We need to make sure that we can make uh, addiction therapy available to anybody that wants it and break down all those barriers of treatment too. like no longer do you have to sit in traffic and wait to get to your therapist. You don't have to leave work early to try to make an appointment. You don't have to child you know, find childcare for your child to, to leave the home so that you can go and, and talk to somebody. Having telemedicine really brings treatment to you at the privacy, you know, of your own home or in your car or anywhere where you can be secure, where you can have a conversation, a one-on-one conversation with somebody. So it's a, a much more convenient fitting piece uh, that people can, you know, kind of incorporate in their lifestyle. And, and in the society we live in, I mean, there's all different types of addictions. I'm always surprised, you know, because I don't have a background in that. When someone confides in me that they're dealing with an addiction that isn't just alcohol or drugs, there's lots of things that that people are doing that are that are challenging their lives because they're addicted to that behavior or that substance. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think when you dig deep, at least I've also I've always found this. You know, many of us are addicted to something, right? Whether it be healthy or unhealthy, right? It could be exercise, it could be work, it could be um, an illegal substance. But when you get down to it, we are human by nature that sometimes we can overindulge in things. So our our particular platform, we focus on uh, substance abuse. So our platform is specifically for patients who are struggling with uh, they're, you know, having an addiction to an illegal substance that they really need to reach out and get help with. And it's, it's not, it's not what you think it is anymore. You know, the, the old adage of, oh, those are people that, you know, aren't working or, or they're not productive or, you know, there's lots of stereotypes that go with addiction and they're totally being, being blown out of the water because there's, you know, addiction is affecting people you know, 80, 90 years old, you know, your mom and dad that's being prescribed medication, they get addicted to it all the way to your child that ends up going to a friend's house and takes medication that they don't really know what it does or, or what it can do to them. So, you know, we really have a problem and, and we need a different way to, to be able to treat it. Well, and I know in talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, just, you know, a lot of the stress and a lot of the pressure that comes from starting a business and dealing with the finances and maybe being the sole breadwinner and everything else, I know that has led a lot of people I know down sort of that substance abuse path. And so I think that this is probably a, a very relevant thing for the people who listen to this show. Yeah, it's um, now I know the, the entrepreneur side of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I definitely, I definitely under understand that that piece too. That's right. You understand um, the pressures now that you're working for yourself. I, I do. Maybe I need to go talk to one of my own therapists. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what led you? You said you had some lifestyle changes. What really led you to say I'm going to do this? I'm going to start my own business. Sure. Well, we um. We kind of, I, I end up, I, I worked for a, a big company and, and my husband and I thought that we had it all. We were, you know, quote unquote, living the American dream. And um, we had the house, we had the car, but then we had all of the debt that came with it. <laughs> so we had a crazy idea. A friend of mine that was in college, um, they were traveling the country. And my husband said, wouldn't it be crazy if we did something like that? And I said, well, let's do it. So we planned, we did a three-year plan where we sold our house and basically everything in it and decided to uh, take the kids and my husband and I, and we've been traveling the country for the past year and a half. So yeah, I know definitely another spin to this conversation, right? <laughs> no, so, so that's exciting. So I'm, I'm, we're actually doing this by video. We're not recording the video, but I can see where, where are you? I just assumed you were in your home office, but if you have no home, where are you right now? <laughs> we are, we live in a 42 foot toy hauler. So is that yeah. where you are right now? Is it part of me? Is that where you are right now? That is where I am right now. Yes. I'm actually in like my son's room. So so she's uh, got this thing decorated up. I mean, she's got nice curtains behind her. I mean, this, this mobile home that she's living in looks pretty swank. Yeah. We've had a lot of people say that it looks nicer than their first apartment. <laughs> so we, we definitely want to make it homey because obviously we're living in it and it was important for us to make it look like a home for our kids and feel like a home that was really important for us. And, and how old, if you don't mind me asking, how old are the kids? Sure, absolutely. I have a 10-year-old uh, girl and I have an eight, a just-turned 8-year-old little boy as of yesterday. Oh, well, happy birthday to your son, but, uh, <laughs> but what a cool little adventure if you're 8 and 10. How long did you say you've been doing this? About a year and a half now. Wow. And and what's been, yeah. you know, we're going to go off target here. What's been the most exciting part of it, both from the entrepreneurial running your own business side of it, but also as the family travels? What's the most exciting parts? You know, I really value the time that we've been able to spend with our kids. I think that we do. We live in a society today where we are go, 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 go. And it was really important for us at that time to be able to step away and be able to engage with our children more and also allow them to kind of take in the world and experience, you know, all the world has to offer. I know that, you know, it was funny because when we first started to do this, people said, well, you know, that's what you do when you retire. And and I agree, there are lots of people that retire that that do this. But my thing was, was, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that when I retire. You know, life is, uh, you know, we had a couple of unfortunate deaths in the family and it really brought us to a turning point when we realized like you don't know if you have tomorrow. You really don't. So you really need to seize the day and uh, take these experiences. If you can do it, then do it. So uh, your husband quit his job as well. Does he have his, his own business on the side? Is he part of your business? No, he actually, he didn't quit. <laughs> we made him stay. So he, he works full time from the RV. He has his own uh, little office up at the foot of our bedroom. And um, so he is a computer network engineer. So he basically looks at the matrix all day. So, but it's still good because it's allowed us flexibility in the fact that now we have him at lunchtime, he comes down and is able to eat with us our, right away. At dinner time, he comes down, he doesn't, we, he doesn't have to be driving in traffic back and forth. And on the weekends, you know, we go on our adventures together where we go and really see all the different things that the area has to offer. 
So are you homeschooling the kids then? I am. I'm kind of doing it all right now. <laughs> wow. Starting a, starting a business, being successful, counseling patients, and homeschooling the kids. Yes. It doesn't sound I, like you, it doesn't sound like this life on the road is like, just like sit back and have a cup of tea. <laughs> no, I need more hours in the day. <laughs> so, so I really do. So what do you love about this life that you've created, both as an entrepreneur and as sort of a vagabond? So I like, I like being able to see different things, have new experiences with the kids and meet new people. I love that. In fact, we've gotten used to being in different locations. Uh, in fact, our kids at this point, they're actually, they actually want to settle down. And, and obviously we want to be able to do that again for them because we understand at a young age that it's important for them to feel, um, established then as well. And we're getting to the, you know, closer to the end of our adventure here. But, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that my husband and I are ready to stop. But um, the entrepreneurship part of it has definitely thrown a curveball. It, it, I have to tell you, it's it's not something that I wanted to do when I when we first went on this you know adventure. I, I tried very hard not to do this. In fact, I I fought it a lot because it is it's a lot of responsibility and it's a big commitment. But uh, every every turn that I went that I tried to kind of like take it out of my mind, something just kept on telling me that I need to. And so finally, I I figured if I don't want to be like smited or, you know, the hand of God to rain on me, I better just jump in all, all in and do it. Wow. So what is it then that you don't love about it? Are there ever times you think, I wish we were still in a house and I still went to work every day? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I wish – I don't know if I wish that I was ever in a house – again, to some extent, we are looking to build, but I don't ever want a house as large as what we had before. I don't ever want to clean something as large as we had before and have all that responsibility. I'm definitely um, gotten more onto the minimalist track where less is more and I want to provide more experiences for our family and more time together than more stuff. Well, our so fam- I'm definitely there. Our family motto, if you ask my daughters and they're 15 and 20, it is tickets, not trinkets. So very often, <laughs> nice. very often for Christmas, they will find out that they did not get a new piece of electronics or, or some you know fancy boots or whatever it is they wanted. They'll open up their Christmas present and find out that they got tickets to see the musical Hamilton six months later in Chicago. And we'll go spend four days in Chicago as a family and go see the musical Hamilton, uh, which is what last Christmas's family gift was and we'll be doing that in June and you know maybe maybe next year you know we'll do a, a vacation for Christmas instead of gift presents and so I do admire the fact that you you know you're trying to make it about experiences now that being said we have the big house and and you know the kids do have you know <laughs> co- coach boots uh, my daughter wanted coach boots and I said they don't have to be coach and there was like a big price difference and so she had to come up with the difference I, I would pay for the like you know uh, Nordstrom brand boots and she, she wanted the brand name boots she had to come up with the double price tag and and you know so if she likes the fancy things then she has to pay the difference but that's still good though because that's teaching them value and it's really identifying what's important to them and I mean our kids uh, don't get me wrong they have electronics too and and we have what what we feel is essential at least to you know live this type of lifestyle but I do you know I think it's important for them to be back in a house eventually but from the entrepreneurial side of things, um, it, it threw me a curveball because, like you said, did you ever feel like punching back in and out? Like, I, I definitely feel like I go through the ups and downs like every person that owns their business does, where there are times where I wish that I could just turn it off. Because being new to this, because we are definitely a startup, 
it's very difficult to turn it off because now this is your baby and you're responsible for it. And not only are you responsible for it, but you're also responsible for how it affects other people. And that's a huge responsibility. And I take that very seriously. Well, and it sounds like you have other people who work for you because you made the comment about, you know, talking to your counselors. It means that this isn't just you. You have other people involved. No, yes, we have therapists throughout all 50 states in, uh, in the United States that partner with us that are able to give patients treatment from their individual state. Gotcha, gotcha. Because, of course, that's all regulated state by state. That makes, yes. that makes total sense. But then you have to manage that and, and you're responsible for paying them and making sure that they're living up to your standards and things like that. So that does mean you don't get to turn it off. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what advice do you have? If somebody's listening to this show and they're thinking, I, I want to go do my own thing, or I mean, it's like I said, I didn't know you were living in a motorhome, but if, they, uh, if they're <laughs> listening and they think, I want to become a minimalist and I want to start a business so that I can live on the road and go from you know KOA campground to KOA campground, what advice do you have for them? A plan is always good. It uh, at least for the RVing part for us, we it wasn't something. It was it wasn't a spur of the moment decision. It was definitely something that we planned out and made sure that it was a good decision for not just my husband and I, but you know for our whole family. So I definitely think that planning is is good for anyone to do. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make it easier because I will tell you when we got closer, it was like, oh, gosh, what are we doing? Are we crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but it helped a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so how important do you think if you're starting your own business, how important is your network? I mean, is networking important, especially you're living on the road, you're in one place one week, another place the next month. I mean, how do you how do you keep up with the right people if you have to have people in all 50 states to make this work? How, how do you network when you're when you're living on the road? Sure. Now, that's a really great question. I think. You know, for me, it's about getting out there and sometimes even coming outside of your comfort zone and having conversations with people and getting to know people, you know, better. I think, you know, actually, it kind of really correlates to why we are doing this, though. You know, we lived in the house and didn't know our neighbors. And I think we we do. We live in a society day where you don't know everybody around you and you don't engage with your neighbors or, or other people, you know, back in the quote unquote day you know, people knew their communities, they knew people, you know, up to a three block radius, they knew their aunts or uncles. I'm not saying that you need to be in everybody's business, but people valued one another around them. And I think that where we are today, that we have lost a lot of that. So one of the reasons for us traveling was we wanted to meet other like minded people that like to travel and that instead of about what you do, it was about who you are. So I can meet the guy next to us and he doesn't introduce himself like, hey, I'm John, you know, I do this for a living. He's like, hey, I'm John, I've been to this state and we've had these experiences and hey, how about you guys? How have you liked it? So it's more about the person and who they are than what they do. And I think that that's definitely been a game changer for us and how we view things. So, but how do you take, how do you keep up with people from the business standpoint while you're on the road? Facebook, um, a really good CRM, <laughs> and text messaging. <laughs> sure. And plus, we live in a world like we're having this call by Skype. So, I mean, that's another thing is you can sort of be face-to-face with your employees if you have to be because there's Zoom and there's Skype and there's you know FaceTime and all of that. Oh, yes, absolutely. As far as from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I, I, val- I 
valid the validate the time that we have with our therapist and make sure that I reach out to them on a on a daily basis and you know that they understand our vision and that they're doing everything that they can on their end to help our patients because uh, that's ultimately my job but it's also my job to make sure that they're happy with what they're doing too because sure. I think you it's kind of like a you know, earlier I said, happy wife, happy life. It's kind of like, you know, happy therapist, happy patient. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Megan, I've got a couple more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. And I recently talked to one of the owners and he heard my recent uh, mid-roll reads, my commercials here. And he says, wow, he goes, you're really still enthusiastic about working for us, even after two and a half years. And I loved it when he sent me that email because I thought, yeah, I do love working with them because they always take care of all of the heavy lifting that it takes to do a podcast. They take the time and the headache out of it. If you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you out there do, you need to talk to Podfly because they do that technical work that I would never do. After I interview someone like Megan, I would be like, oh, we have to edit this and, and upload it to iTunes, and that would like never get done. And we'd have what I call sort of the occasional podcast. We'd drip these out like once a month or whatever. Instead, we're almost always dropping them every Tuesday and every Thursday because of podcast and the, uh, Podfly. And the only time we miss the podcast is when I'm on the road and don't bring my microphone and can't record because uh, I do these things only within about a two-week window. I, I'm not one of these podcasters who has six months of these stored in a can. This is coming to you literally within 14 days of when I interview the guests. So if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Megan, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So I want to know what is the coolest thing, the most exciting thing you're doing with your business right now? I think just starting it. I mean, it's it every day is an adventure. I will definitely say that it's uh, it's exciting to start something and know that you're what you're doing is going to be impactful and helpful to other people. That's really important to me. So I would say that's the coolest thing right now. I, I could bring in new instances every day and, and, and I'm learning stuff every day. I mean, from marketing to um web posts to uh, web pages to connecting with different facilities. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a constant learning process. So how do you connect? I mean, obviously, the business has to come through some sort of a referral network and stuff like that. So how do people find you? How do the actual clients find you so they can be connected to the therapists? No, that's a great question. Well, so we have a couple different things that we're doing. We're partnering with inpatient facilities right now where um, inpatient facilities, a lot of the times they don't have a connection upon the patient being discharged. So what we're doing is we're incorporating our therapist with inpatient facilities where the patients can meet with our therapist before they're even discharged and ensure that really nice handoff that when a patient comes out of an inpatient facility, they already know who their therapist is. They already know when they're going to meet with them and, and what their aftercare plan is. So that's one really great uh, you know, thing that this can do that basically has not ever been done before. <laughs> so the other thing that we're doing is, you know, patients can find us or, or family members or loved ones that have concerns about people too. They can reach out to us. They can utilize our website and and go by that method, which that's um, www.secondchancecounselingservice.com. And it's 2ND, not actually spelled out second, just two, so it's not two, confusing. 2ndcounselingservice.com. Yes. 2ND yes. Chance Counseling Service. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. And then, um, you know, we all partner with physicians as well. A lot of physicians, they, you know, they get patients that are having a problem and they're not quite sure what to do with them because it's not something that they're, that they've 
have a lot of experience in. So that's when they would reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I have a patient or have that patient call us directly and say, hey, you know, we have somebody that that we'd like you to um, to be able to help. Hmm. Awesome. So I love to ask the entrepreneurs who come onto the show about what other entrepreneurs they think are doing cool things because we could talk about you and your company all day long, but I think I think entrepreneurs are observers and we get so many great answers. So who do you think is really cool? So actually we're where we partnered with the platform company that we're utilizing right now. And it's interesting because the story that they had was he basically developed the telemedicine platform because he had a family member, a loved one of his own that was uh, suffering um, from a mental health issue and couldn't get the treatment in their local area. So he basically developed this platform and now is like making it available to people like me and other people where, you know, we can utilize it to help treat, you know, more patients to the masses. So, uh, you know, he, it started out as a, as just a working relationship, but it's now, you know, become more of a, a partnership and even he's even become in many ways to me, a mentor and helping me in my adventures. Cause he's already, you know, a year in two years in where we're just getting started. So it's been really great to not only, see what he's developed and what he's become in his company, but also be able to turn to him for advice or guidance, because it's, it, I do think that that's really important when you're starting something up is to have somebody there that you can go to and speak with. Oh, I mean, mentors are, are so key. In fact, I don't think I ever could have made it as a professional speaker if I hadn't joined the National Speakers Association and met so many people who had been down the path for five, 10, 20 years who were willing to turn around and just, you know, be my friend and tell me, the truth about what this business is about. I, I met with someone the other day and she's relatively new to the business. She asked me a bunch of questions and she said, wow, you're really honest. Some other people she had talked to kind of fluffed it up and said, oh, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. Here's how much money you make. And I said, yeah, here's the reality. And she said, how come you're so just open and honest about the reality of it? And I guess said, because so many people were with me. Mentors matter. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's absolutely important. Because I think I think just doing this journey, it's important to surround yourself with really good people and get really good insight as to what you're doing. Because, you know, you're not alone, it does take a village, <laughs> for lack of a better term. So. <laughs> so the last question I ask everybody is, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think that entrepreneurs want to do more than just make money, they, they want to leave a mark behind. So, so what do you do? Yeah, it was funny. Actually, this journey wasn't about making money. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're a business. So we have to generate some type of profit to keep it going, you know, for the for the latter. But um, going into this, like I said, I, I really didn't want to. In fact, my husband, like I said, he works. So he gave me the luxury that I didn't have to work. But I felt compelled to be able to start something like this to really help patients. So it was interesting because when I, you know, when I was looking at that question, I said, you know, we, we're doing lots of things with our patients right now. We're looking at, um, you know, patient programs where people can come in and and people can get sponsored and and be able to do things like that. But I also think just the the type of lifestyle that we're living and and how our family conducts themselves, like we always strive to just do things for people or for the greater good, meaning. Um, you know, well, there was a little girl out here yesterday and she fell off her bike and, you know, I was one of the first ones out to, to go and see if she was okay. And then I brought the band-aids to her and then went and introduced myself to her mom. And, you know, it's stuff like that, that you, you, you interject 
with other people and you show them that you care, you know, look at, you know, that woman that needs help carrying her groceries to the car or drop something and you're right there to pick it up for them. Like you just, I think that the greater good is just being more aware of your surroundings in general and being more engaged with the people around you. And and I think that's a wonderful answer because the truth of the matter is, is that I see it all the time where people don't do that. Someone was getting on a plane the other day and she was struggling lifting her bag and I wasn't the closest person. And I was shocked that nobody within two aisles, you know, was helping. And so I kind of leapt up and, you know, once I did that, the person next to him did too, but it was like, you know, so two of us ended up doing it, but it was like, he was right there and he didn't move until he saw somebody else move. And it was like, you know, so often that's what happens is people want to do it, but, but they don't. And so we need to lead by example. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think we all need to to step up to that plate and do that a little bit more. I'm not quite sure where we drifted so much from that, but I definitely feel like as a country as a whole, we need to definitely get back to that. So, Megan Peterson, thank you so much for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. So if somebody wants to find out more about Second Chance Counseling Service, where do they go? They go to www.2nd, so that's second, chancecounselingservice.com slash cool things. That is great. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens. If you like the show, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. It makes my day so much happier. And I might read your review on the next episode. So go do that right now. And jump over to our Facebook page and check out what was going on there or follow us on Twitter at Cool Podcast. You can always follow me on Twitter at Tom Singer, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R. And if you're feeling like you need a group to help motivate you, you feel you need the kick in the pants so that you can go out and do your own cool things, check into the Potential Project. It used to be called the Cool Things Project, but with everything I'm doing with the new program, the Paradox of Potential, so much of it is focused on helping people get closer to the potential that they have, and so I changed the name of the program. And it is the group coaching program that I put together about a year ago. We have a small but mighty group of people. We have a Monday night call where we jump on a video call and people share about what they're trying to do. We hold each other accountable. We give ideas, and we have people from all different walks of life, some who have their own business, some who want to have their own business, Some just want to be more entrepreneurial in their job. But if you feel like you're not reaching your potential and you want some people to kick in the pants a little bit, join our group. It's very, very affordable. All the other podcasters who have coaching programs that I know say, you're not charging enough. You have to double the price. And I founded it for people like me. I wouldn't have paid double the price when I was starting my business. So jump over and check it out. You can find out about that at TomSinger.com. Go to the About button and there's something that says Group Coaching Program and all the information you need will be there. Hey, We're going to go and we're going to let you go, but we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Megan. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.